The world we live in is so much centered around about me, me, me. Boy, I tell you, we need to be we need to be looking at him, amen. We need to be we need to be looking at what he has done. Amen, amen. I'm gonna look in Second Timothy chapter four this morning. And uh, I think this jacket's gonna be on our free table down here in the building here today. Amen. Amen. Yeah. We had a good time Friday night just in fellowship and enjoying the fellowship and appreciate folks appreciate folks being here, but uh, I most of all appreciate the cooking. Amen. <laughs> um, that was good, that potluck stuff, man. I tell you, that is just good. And uh, the fellowship was a real, real blessing, and I thank God for it. The ability and the time and the place and everything God has given us to be able to do that. I, I really don't know how much longer we'll be able to do that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, it's going to be outlawed. <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's just the devil hates God and God's people and anything to do with God. And uh, he's, gonna, he's, gonna, he's continuing to try to stop all that stuff. So anyway, here in Second Timothy, last Sunday, does anybody remember what we preached last Sunday? That's this Wednesday night, and it was like, it was like, what was that? The whirlwind, yeah, Elisha and Elijah and, and uh, all those things, and it was about the, uh, a preacher and the helping of the preacher and stuff, and, and uh, but uh, this morning it'll be, it'll be kind of along some of the same lines, and uh, I'm not trying to be selfish about anything, but, uh, <laughs> but it's about preaching, Amen. And uh, and we're all preachers, but uh, there's some things in the Word of God that tells us how we can help the preaching. Amen? Amen. And so I'm just going to try to give you a few things this morning about how you can help the preaching. Uh, many times we will uh, we, we'll fuss about oh the preacher's too long or the preacher's not long enough or the preacher. Nah, I've never heard that one, but uh, the preacher is uh, too quiet, and I've never heard that one. Or the preacher is uh, too loud, and I've heard that one. Uh, but but a lot of times we'll talk about, you know, well, he just didn't have it, or, you know, what's wrong with the preacher? So I'm going to give you a few things to, about how you can help the preaching. Amen. Amen. And uh, so uh, if you look there in Second Timothy chapter 4, and we'll just get into this thing, notice what he says there in verse number, uh, verse number 2. He very clearly says this, preach the word. And he says, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all suffering and doctrine. So it is a commandment for the man of God to preach. Amen. Uh, you know, when you get to the services and the day and time we live in, in the modern era of the churches, what you'll find most of all is uh, the missing preaching. Amen. The preaching is not there anymore. And, uh, you know, and we'll look at some things, uh, the results of not preaching. Uh, God, I, listen, I, I love that music and starting out with, uh, with, with the offering and the offertory music and stuff, what they did this morning, and, and then the singing and, and the blessing. I'm telling you, God can move in that stuff. I mean, there ain't no doubt that's different than the worship and the waving of the hands and all that stuff. That's, this is God. That's some other God right there. And uh, you, can, you can have it. I don't, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me a bit somebody disagree with me on that. Amen. Uh, the Bible speaks about how that stuff ought to move you, how that stuff ought to affect you. Amen. And the right kind of music will bring the Spirit of God in. But, uh, but I'm telling you, the Bible speaks about the music and how important it is, but uh, the preaching's more important. Believe it or not, <laughs> the preaching's more important. That's why it takes study. That's why it takes prayer. That's why it takes these things. 
to be able to get these things uh, in place where God, uh, where God can use it. You see in your verse, it says, preach the word. Amen? Uh, and he talks about being instant. That means to be, uh, be ready. Amen? To be prepared. Be instant in season, out of season, when you don't feel like it. Amen? When you don't, when you don't feel like it, when you're hurting, amen. When, when you, whenever it's, uh, uh, whenever it's not a good season, amen. You preach the word is what Paul is telling Timothy here about preaching. And, uh, he says there, preaching does this. It's, it's reproof. Amen? We reprove in the preaching. We reprove people. We, we, we bring them instruction. And we see this thing. It says they're rebuked. Sometimes preaching is rebuking. And, uh, I, you know, I don't have to go to your home. I, 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 know, that, I know that I'm welcome uh, in your home. And I, I, but I don't have to go to your home, go through your house, and go through the things to come back to church and preach against the things you're doing. Amen? I don't have to do that. Uh, you know, the Holy Spirit's already there. Amen? Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ has already walked through there, amen? And so if I do my part, uh, God's just going to give me stuff that's going to help the people, amen? And so that preaching is with rebuke. That preaching should be with reproof. And also it says exhort, amen? That means to lift you up. That means to help you. That means to help you grow. That means to uh, get you along the path and get you going, amen, when you're down. The preaching ought to help you, amen. Uh, whenever you don't feel good, the preaching should help you. Whenever you don't uh, want to be here, the preaching ought to be good enough. It ought to be in the place where God would have it, where it will be a blessing to you in exhorting you to keep going forward. I find here it's not only exhorting, but it says with all long-suffering and doctrine, amen. Long-suffering, what is that? It's kind of like patience. It's kind of like continuing on. It's being uh, persistent in the preaching and being in line with that thing. But it also says there, with doctrine. Amen? And doctrine. Listen, I, 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 y'all know how much I love this book. Amen? Y'all know how much I like this book. And, and this book is going to teach us and give us the doctrine to preach. This book has got sound doctrine in it. Amen? This book has the doctrine of the things that will help you uh, if you'll listen. Amen. But uh, we're going to look at a few things this morning about how to help the preaching. Y'all know I need all the help I can get, right? <laughs> I need help. Amen. And I pray for help. I pray for you to help me. I pray that you, you do this. Let me tell you just simply, how can you help the preacher? Number one is you just pray for him. Amen. It's that simple. You pray for the preacher. Amen. Uh, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 3, with all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. Paul says that he is uh, arrested. He is in bonds because of his preaching. And you know what he's doing? He's asking that prayer come for him. He said, praying also for us that God would open us a door of utterance and give him a place to preach. Amen. He's in the prison and he didn't realize it at the time, but because that he was in that place there, he didn't know it, but he was in the place of God in those bonds that he's even preaching to us today. Amen. I mean, look at the audience that Paul has today that he was in a jail cell being locked up and God gave him an open door of utterance and it's in this King James Bible, amen. Man, you're talking about a mystery. You're talking about a, a, an odd thing. It's to understand that these men went through the things. So you sitting here this morning on a padded pew in air-conditioned building with the sunshine outside so you could hear the gospel, amen. 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 You're talking about a good God, Amen. <laughs> 
he said there, you pray that God will give us something to preach. Let me tell you something. If you want my preaching to get better, you need to get your prayers through. Amen? That's all I'm saying. Amen? Don't blame it on me. Amen? Amen. Ain't my fault if I flop. Amen? I'm going to blame it on you. Amen? Just pray for the preacher. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your teachers. Amen? Pray for your deacons. Amen? Pray it in. Amen? I mean, let's just don't point a finger and say, how come they didn't do this, or why don't they do that? I don't see why this don't happen. Hey, listen, use your prayer life. Pray it in. Amen. Ah, we hear the stories. Me and my wife talked about it before. Somebody, a preacher was uh, visiting another preacher and uh, they were having a building project or something going on. And the visiting preacher, he was out there walking around and walking around. The service was beginning to start and the pastor of the church was getting nervous. <laughs> he goes out there and he sees the visiting preacher out there walking around in the parking lot. And he's like, look, preacher, it's time to start. What are you doing? He said, man, I'm praying. He said, I'm praying, I'm praying that God will help you. I'm praying for God to get a service. And he said, well, brother, you know, I, I, we could use some money to get this thing done. And he said, well, he said, uh, he said, you know, ain't nothing wrong with praying that God will bring in the money. And so he looked at the visiting preacher. He said something about, he said, why don't you pray for us that God will send us a millionaire? <laughs> and the visiting preacher said, I ain't doing that. And he said, why not? He said, I'm praying for God to send me a millionaire. Amen. Amen. So you need to get your prayers through if you want some changes. Amen. Amen. And that's what Paul said there. You want some good preaching? You want some good stuff coming from the pulpit? You need to pray. Amen. It needs to come from out there. Listen, y'all, listen you don't go home, and we'll get to this in a minute, and church is over. Amen. I mean, y'all hearing me? <laughs> hey, listen, just because you step outside the building don't mean church completely uh, does not exist anymore. Amen. You know, we live in this time frame to where it's out of sight, out of mind. And we've got to be careful of that, that that don't happen. And we'll get there in just a minute. But let me tell you something what preaching ought to do. I'm going to give you several verses. I'm not going to read them all. I'm just going to give them to you. Uh, but in Acts chapter 8 and verse number 4, it should be about the Word. Isn't that what 2 Timothy 4.2 said? Preach the Word. It ought to be about the Word. It ought to be about the doctrine. Amen. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18, preaching should empower us. It should give you power. He says in 1 Corinthians 1.18, he says over there that the preaching of the gospel is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved is the power of God. You know why churches do not have power with God today? Because <laughs> the preaching ain't happening, amen? The real preaching ain't happening. Listen, this little sugar-coated stuff and this little nice and sweet smiley stuff and these little skinny pulpits and ain't but about that big and some of them's even glass and all that. Listen, that ain't a pulpit, amen. Hey, they ain't afraid to say say something when you get behind a good, nice pulpit, amen. <laughs> I'm not afraid somebody throws a songbook at me, amen. I can duck behind the pulpit, amen. But you get these little skinny things, you know they ain't going to preach the truth because they can't hide, amen. They ain't got nowhere to go. Amen. I'm just saying, folks, it ought to empower you. It ought to help you. And the preaching should be about the cross. Amen. Romans 1.16, the preaching should be about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15.2, the preaching should be about salvation. Man, listen, if you get up and, or you get somewhere or you're listening to some preaching and it ain't about these things, you just turn it off. Amen. Because that ain't real preaching. It ain't real preaching. Amen. Wow. Everybody okay? I don't got tired. 
preaching. Man, you need, if you want it to change, you need to pray. You need to pray. Amen. You need to preach. Uh, pray the preacher. Uh, uh, get him a message. Pray the preacher. Uh, 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 get something that'll help you. Amen. How many, how many times have you been through the week and, and there'd, been a, there'd been a question or there'd been a, uh, something in the Scriptures or something like that that you'd, you'd, you'd kind of, you know, wondered about and questions and things like that, and then you come to church and the preacher start preaching on it. Or at least he'll go to the verse and read the verse and God give it to you. Amen. We was over here Friday night, and we was uh, doing our devotion Friday night, and uh, devotion wasn't about this, but it shows up over there, <laughs> where that uh, where that Jesus uh, uh, went in went in went in the room without knocking, Amen. And that was the whole gist of the devotion was is when it was when he came in with his disciples, he he just showed up. He didn't have to, but you get to Revelation chapter three, he's got to knock, Amen. There's some differences, and we went over that thing. But the thing about it was, is, is Thomas wasn't there when Jesus showed up the first time. And it was on a Sunday night. Jesus shows up on Sunday night. Amen. We need to be here when Jesus shows up, right? Amen. And so that's the whole thing. People think that, you know, hey, it's just Sunday night, you know. Ain't nothing happening. It's just, no, he shows up. Amen. We don't need to just think that when we walk out, church is gone. We don't need to think that, uh, you know, the Lord doesn't show up but just certain services. Amen. We need to pray for the preaching. We need to pray for God to come in. We need to pray that the preaching is where that it should be. Not only that, let me tell you something. If you want to, if you want to help in the preaching, you need to study your Bible. Amen. Amen. That way, listen, if you study your Bible, you read your Bible, then you're going to have a kindred spirit when the preaching comes on. Because if he's preaching out of the right book and you're studying out of the right book, it's going to have the same spirit and that spirit's going to, going to, going to witness to each other that, hey, you're, you're, you're getting what you're supposed to have. Amen. But I mean, you know, you, you get to that place to where so many people, they just come to church and that's the only Bible that they hear and, and, and they get to preaching and, and then whenever you, and they miss and you start talking to them and they say, well, you know, I just can't get nothing out of it. I just, I, all you're doing is telling off on yourself. Amen. You're just telling the preacher and telling the other people, I'm not reading my Bible. Y'all ain't going to talk to us no more, are you? <laughs> Don't talk to him. He's... <laughs> Now, I'm just saying, folks, that's what happens. It's the same Holy Spirit that, 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 uh, that uh, pushed these men, the Spirit of God, amen, that wrote this book, says in John 14, that He's going to dwell with us forever. If you're studying this thing, you're reading this thing, you come to church and the preaching's in this thing, amen, the Word of God, the sound doctrine, the long-suffering, the reproving, the rebuking, and all these things, well, you're going to sit back there and say, man, that makes sense. Man, that's helpful. Man, that just works. You want to help the preaching? Read your Bible. I mean, the Bible very clearly says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. A workman that needeth not be ashamed. A workman? Boy, that's a bad word. That's a bad word. Work? Are you kidding? you expecting me to work? That's what studying is. It, it's work. And it takes effort. And that's why people won't do it. Man, it just takes too much of my time. Man, I just, I just can't get it. I just don't understand it. I just, and like I said, all you're doing is telling off on yourself. Amen? What a thing. But yet we can go out here and make a decision on a, on a $500,000 home, but we can't read 10 minutes in our Bible. 
I'm just meddling a little bit. That's all. It's okay, right? You want to help the preaching, you pray. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm just telling you. I gave you the first point for it to change. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm just saying, folks, we can make all kinds of decisions about all this stuff. And why can't we make the right decisions on our eternal life? Why can't we make decisions on the eternal doctrine of how our kids and how our families saved and our home will be taken care of? Amen? We'll make these temporary decisions that may last 10, 20, 30 years. But what about your eternity? Amen? The Bible says we ought to study the thing. And if you want to help the preaching, you'll get in with the studying. And whenever the preacher says something, you won't be embarrassed to say, Amen, glory to God. That's right, preacher. Amen. 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 Why? Because you've done studied it, and if he's preaching right, you'll know it's right. right. I'm just a common sense guy. Amen? Just a common sense guy. I'm just lucky to have any sense. Amen? See there, he knows it's true. Amen. Pray for the preacher. Study your Bible. Know what is preached. Here's what Romans 8 verse 16 says. It says, The Spirit itself bears witness, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's the same Holy Spirit that if you read your Bible and you get in with the preaching, you get in with the church, it's the same Holy Spirit that's going to witness to you and let you know, hey, that's good stuff. That's right. That's what you need. And you know what? The preaching, not only will it empower you, but the preaching, the right preaching, what it'll do is it'll encourage you in your salvation. You know why? If I were to ask, and any preacher probably would have asked his congregation for people to stand up and to give a, a testimony of when they got saved... You know why over half of them won't do it? Now, I'm, I'm not getting on you. I'm just saying this is, this is just it. It's because, you know, even though you might have truly got saved, the problem is, is you hadn't thought about it and hadn't studied on it and hadn't told anybody in such a long time, you're starting to doubt it. So you won't say anything. Amen. I mean, how do you know that? Because I've done it. Amen. I've done it. That's, that's, that's just the way it is. I, I You know... If you tell people, if you study your Bible and you get into the thing, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be more familiar to you and it's going to have the Holy Spirit fresh in your heart. Yeah. Amen. That's what it's going to do. Oh, you're dying on me. Spirit itself. What does the Bible say about the Bible? John 17, 17. It says, sanctify them by thy truth. Why? Because thy word is truth. That's what the Holy Spirit's going to give you from the preaching. You want to help the preaching? Study your Bible. Amen. Simple stuff this morning. Amen. Simple stuff. Can I give you? Can I give you just a couple more? We're gonna we're gonna try to we're gonna try to take care of this thing and and and, and uh, maybe tonight we won't be preaching on the preacher or the preaching. Amen. We might be preaching on something else. You. Amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I see not only those two things, but also if you want to help the preacher in the preaching, come to church. I mean, I mean, I understand when you can't. Amen. I get that. Believe you me. I'm not beating anybody up over that thing. But see that verse over there in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together in the manner that some is, but so much the more as you see that day approaching. That's not in there to beat you up because you don't come to church. What that's in there for is to let you know that the end days is going to be so bad... <laughs> 
You're going to need the church. You're going to need to be here more. You're going to need it. I'm going to need it. We're going to need it. That's why we shouldn't forsake this thing of ourselves together. Amen? Because, because that's so much the more as you see that day approaching. What day? Well, the day of the Lord. The day of God's wrath. Those things that are coming on upon this earth. And you can see it in our world today. That folks, we've got to have the truth of the gospel. We've got to spend time together. Amen? We've got to live together. Uh, uh, fellowship together. Uh, spend time together. We don't need to forsake this assembling of ourselves together. It's not so I can get up here and beat you up for not being here. Some people look at it like this. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible clearly says there, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. They think that's coming to church. Amen. <laughs> it's a sacrifice to come to church. Oh, I'm going to get slain by the preacher. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to go get yelled and fussed at. I'm going to go and get, get blamed for this and blamed for that. Well, you probably need it. Amen. <laughs> We all need it from time to time. Amen. I mean, you know, preacher said uh, one time uh, he's going out the door and the fellow come and shook his hand and he said, preacher, he said, my toes. He said, man, you just tore my toes all to pieces. And he said, I'm sorry. He said, I missed. He said, what do you mean? He said, I wasn't aiming for your toes. I was aiming for your heart. Amen. And that's where it's got to be. Amen. I ain't worried about your shoes or your toes. Amen. I'm concerned about your heart. <laughs> And boy, that's where it's got to be. That's what the preaching's got to do. But if you want to you help the preaching and help the, the, the preacher, come to church. I preached the empty pews, amen. We had COVID come in and, and I know how it all happened. We didn't shut down the church or anything like that. But people stayed at home and that's, you know, hey, that's fine and dandy. I, we, never, we never condemned anybody for not doing that. We just made it an opportunity that if somebody wanted to come, they could still come, amen. And there was a few that did. There was some that came. And, and, but, but I preached the empty pews before. Amen. I preached on the radio and preached to a microphone. Wasn't nobody there. I didn't hear any amens hear any of that stuff. Listen, I, I've even been in the car, man. I've been in the car to them in front of me, amen. I preach to them. I tell them how sorry they are, and I tell them how much of sinners they are, amen. Y'all preachers too, aren't you? I know you are. But I'm telling you, it sure is good whenever the pews are full, amen. It sure is good when you can hear the amens. It sure is good when you can look at each other, enjoy the fellowship, and say, man, that's right. <laughs> what a good time we've had together today. You want to help the preaching, you need to come out and listen, amen. I know we've got it on YouTube and stuff like that, but I'm telling you, it ain't nothing like being here. I've watched it on YouTube, I've seen it on YouTube, and I've done all that stuff, and, and you know, maybe we ought to just have a black screen, because I know i got a good radio face, amen? And we just do it that way, and that way we can just hear it instead of... But it sure is good to be here, amen? I know God will bless, and God's done it, and I've gone back and forth to work, and Lord, get in that thing, and hearing music and stuff like that, and some of the music that uh, is here, and these kids and stuff, and boy, God just started stirring, and man, it just feels so good, and the Holy Spirit, and the, the hairs on your arms and your back, it just starts bubbling up, and you know it's the Holy Spirit. But boy, it's good to be in church. Man, I tell you, I preach a message about being in church. And boy, I could give you a list of things about being in church. God's blessed me because being in church. Man, He's been good to us. A lot of things happen because we've been in church. See, God established the church. Man didn't do that. God established this place. 
That's why whenever we get here, that He's the one that deserves the glory. He's the one that deserves the honor. Amen? He's the one that we ought to be praising. It ain't up here where the praise ought to be. It's not out there where the praise ought to be. Listen, that praise ought to be going up there. Because it's all about Him. It ain't about any one person in here today. It ain't about any of us. Amen? We were sitting last night or this morning, I can't remember, and my wife turned it on one of them, uh, one of her favorite inspirational channels of planting a seed. I'm just kidding. It's not her favorite channel. <laughs> one of her favorite preachers. And this guy spent, I don't know how long, but by the time, you know, she's just flipping through there, and this guy was on there, and, uh, and man, he started telling the story, and, and the caption on the thing was, is planting a seed, uh, planting a seed something. Yeah, planting a thousand dollar seed, you know, and all that stuff. And man, he, he was just, man, he was just, he, he told the story. He said this lady uh, uh, called him or wrote him or something. Anyway, he talked to this lady. And this lady had, uh, had let him know that uh, uh, they wanted, she told her husband, said, said we, need to, we need to put $1,000 in this. We need to plant this $1,000 seed. And he looked at her and he said, honey, we don't have $1,000. And uh, so, so she said, well, we're going to go borrow it. And he, you know, he, he politely said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise that. You stinking liar. You'll take it any way you want it. Any way you can get it, you'll take it. If you, anyway, that's a whole other message. But anyway, I wouldn't advise that. So there it was. So they get this $1,000 and they plant this seed. And, and within one month, one month, their church got over $100 million. Y'all got, y'all got a thousand y'all want to plant real quick? <laughs> I mean, and it's like, and my wife looked at me and she said, how do those people sleep at night? I said, I said, the devil never sleeps. And that's exactly what that is. That is wicked. That's devilment. That is, that is just, that's thievery. Amen. Can I show you something real quick? It's not in the message, but it's fixing to be. Look in Acts chapter number 8. Acts chapter number 8. You know, we've been talking about the beauty and the beast. And uh, I don't know if we're done with that or not. But Acts chapter number 8. Look, look at this. This is where Simon the sorcerer actually got saved. And before that, he got some good doctrine. Before that, he really realized what was going on. He saw Peter and John show up. And Peter and John showed up. And, and they, they, they laid hands on the people. And the Holy Ghost came on them when they laid hands on them. And so here's Simon the sorcerer that got saved, didn't quite understand, and he just looks at him and he says, man, he says, I want that power. He says, how much can I give you? What does it cost me? He said, I'm willing to pay for me to have that kind of power. And boy, they got on him. Peter looked at him in verse number 20. He said, he said but Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. You know what that reminded me of just, amaz- just, just immediately? It reminded me of the stinking Catholic church over there. It reminded me of the Pope over there, where that they raise their families up so that they can have some kids so that whenever, whenever they die, that they can pay the Pope to get them out of purgatory. Listen, money won't get you out of hell, amen. And it won't get you into heaven. And boy, that's where a bunch of people are going. And that's what they're planting out there. That is nothing but devilment. That stuff's from the pits of hell. And you better watch that stuff. Amen. 
That ain't where the riches are, amen. And Peter plainly said that thing. He said the gift of God may not be purchased with that money. Only by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. That was the price that was paid. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 were purchased and were bought by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You want to change the preaching? You want to help the preaching and the preacher? Come listen to the preaching. Amen. Listen, I'll have some good preachers in every once in a while. Amen. And y'all can come and hear some good preaching. Amen. Amen. Whew. What a thing. You want to help the preaching? Pray. You want to help the preaching? Study. You want to help the preaching? Come on out. (laughs) Amen. Come on out. And then the last thing this morning, you want to help the preacher in the preaching? Take what's preached and carry it with you. Amen. Don't just drop it once you cross outside the door. Amen. Don't Listen, I know how the... You know the story and the parable of, of the sower and the seed. You, you, you know how the seed's the Word of God, and, and, you go out and, and he's talking about the sower going out and sowing the seed. And he's talking about salvation. I know that. But I feel like it's not doing any harm to the Scripture to even apply it to us just listening and planting a seed in our heart of the truth where we need help and where we need things to help us along the week. I believe it's the same way in my mind and in my heart because I've lived it. You get out of church, you go out here and you fight with the Methodists to get lunch. Amen? And you're looking for a seat, and you're wondering about this, and again, they pull out in front of you, and I mean, you know, and all this stuff. And within 20 minutes of leaving church, you done forgot what the message was about. Amen. I mean, we just forgot. I mean, it's because these things coming in, and these things bombarding us, and all this stuff. And, 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 and so, it ta- listen, it takes prayer, it takes work to not let the devil steal away the truth of the gospel. It takes work. I mean, you, you go along and it's like, man, I, you know, I, I can't remember what that was. But we've, we remember our phone number, our social security number. We remember our cell phone number. We remember our bank account number. We remember this one's birthday, that one's birthday, this anniversary, that anniversary. We remember what day it is. We remember what time to be at work. We remember what time to go home for sure. Amen. We remember what time lunch is. We remember that number, this one here, this one's name, that one's name. But we can't remember from 30 minutes of what God's put on our heart. You tell me this flesh ain't wicked. You tell me this heart's not, not, not earthly and fleshly. <laughs> amen? We remember all this stuff unless we tripped over a dog and fell down the steps. Amen? Now he's got a good excuse. Amen? <laughs> None of the rest of you's got that excuse today. Amen? But I've had concussions before too. It ain't fun. Amen? I've had more, more than one. I've had all kinds of stuff, Papa. Man, I've just... I've had... Anyway, I've had my share. I'm just saying, folks, we don't need to let the devil steal the seed of the truth when we walk outside those doors. If you want to help the preacher and the preaching, you come in and you take it, you soak it up. If you've got to write it down, write it down, whatever you've got to do. But you fight the devil to keep that. You fight your flesh to keep that. Because if you don't, he's going to get it. He's going to get it and you're going to walk out the door and you're going to say, man, what's wrong with the preacher today? Man, why well, can't you remember what he preached on? It must not have been too good. And the whole time you're sitting back there, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, the beans that are on the stove, or you're thinking about your team is going to win today, or you're thinking about what's going on tomorrow, or where you got to be. 
Amen. Am I, I, listen, have I offended anybody? Man, I did something wrong. I need to offend you. Amen. <laughs> I need to be offensive. <laughs> I'm just saying, folks, if I, and, and, and what I mean by that is, is, is the truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ should offend your flesh. It should. And I wasn't, that wasn't no trick question. I, I'm just, just saying, folks, we need to hang on to what God gets. Because, you know, the world is doing a very good job of erasing all the things of God. They're doing that. They're doing that. I mean, they're trying to erase the history. Good or bad, it's still history. And our kids need to know. Why? Because they don't need to repeat the same stupid stuff that we did when we were young, right? Don't we tell our kids, say, hey, this, don't, you don't tell them the whole details, but you say, you don't need to do this because I've done stuff like this before, and this is what I happened. I mean, that's common sense. But yet, what they're going to do is they're going to tell you, okay, well, because you... and. and Please understand what I'm about to say. I'm not trying to say it in a derogatory way or anything like that, but they're going to tell you because in the South, you're wicked. Because your history is that way. Well, so what they're going to try to do is that they don't want you to be who you really are because I don't think of it that way. I was just born here. It's my heritage. I mean, it's just me. But yet, let me show you how two-faced and stinking liars they are. They're going to let a little kid go to school and make a decision uh, against what they really are. You tell me that ain't two-faced. You tell me that is not wicked and they're talking out both sides of their mouth. Hey, I'm proof it don't take a real bright person to figure that out. Amen. That'll help the preaching. Amen. I'm just saying, folks. You remember Jesus walked over to the woman at the well in John chapter 4? And he said over there, he said, he said that thing, he said there in verse number 24, he said, God is a spirit. If, if you worship him, you're going to worship him in what? Truth and in spirit. Those two things. Listen, folks, if you can't be honest to who you really are, you can't get saved. You see how the devil's trying to work that? You see how the devil's trying to work out with these kids and, and, and these people growing up? You know why they call it the X generation? It's because back a long, long time ago, some of these people didn't know how to sign and write their names. So what they do? They put an X down there. X generation, they don't know who they are. I'm just saying, folks, we just got to take what the truth that God gives us in the preaching and in the services. Listen, you need, to, you, need to, you need to fight to keep that when you get out of here. He's, he's teaching on Jacob wrestling. There in Genesis, wrestling with the angel of the Lord. You know, I'm awful afraid. What did he say? He said, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. Isn't that what he said? And then, and then he touched the hollow of his thigh. But here's the deal. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to let you go. You know what he did? He wrestled with God to get the blessing. When's the last time we've wrestled with God to get a blessing? When's the last time we wrestled with God to protect our kids? That we've wrestled with God for us to have the right heart and the right mind and the right uh, being able to do these things and being able to serve God. Listen, if you won't wrestle with God, I'm going to tell you, you will not fight the devil. You won't do it. Amen. It just ain't going to happen. Because if we're not willing to wrestle with God and plead with God and beg with God to protect us and help us and encourage us and, and give us these things. 
when the devil comes along, we ain't going to fight him. We just ain't. We ain't got a fighting bone in us. Amen. I went and I had the, had the MRIs and had the x-rays and all that stuff. And the doctor sat in there with me and my wife and he's showing me the x-rays of when I had my first back surgery back in 2004. And he said, here's what your back looked like then. <clears throat> and he showed me my backbone and all that stuff. And now he said, this was November. He said, and this is what your, uh, your, your backbone looks like now and everything's starting to collapse and all that stuff. And he said, I can fix this right here, talking about this blowed out disc and stuff, which he did. He said, I can fix this right here, but the rest of this stuff, he said, the only way I can fix that is put a steel rod all the way up your back. That's the only way he can fix that. So I can't be fixed. But at least this, if he did do that, at least I'd have a backbone, right? <laughs> you know what we need? We need a backbone. We need a backbone to raise our kids. We need a backbone in our church to teach the truth and to not to be ashamed. Paul says, I, I'm a debtor. He says, I am ready. And he said, I'm not ashamed. Amen, amen. Luke chapter 8 verse 12 says this, Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts. Out of their hearts. Real quick, I'm going to give you just, if you can write this down. He says this in Psalms chapter 63 and verse 6, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Psalm 77 verse 12, I will meditate also of all thy work. Psalms 119 verse 15, I will meditate in thy precepts. Psalms 119 verse 23, Princes also did sit back and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. No matter what they say about you. Remember last week, Elisha, the, 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 the prophets that was in, those, in Jericho and in those other places, they started talking, he's like, no, that's, I know. He wouldn't listen to them. Hey, you study your Bible when nobody else is. You read your Bible and be prepared when, when, when they speak against you, when they talk against you. You meditate on those things. He says in Psalms 119, verse 48, My hands also will I lift up unto the commandments which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. Psalm 119, verse 78, Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause. Who do you think that's referencing to? But I will meditate in thy precepts. No matter what they say, what they do to you, stay in the book. Psalm 119, verse 148, Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. When's the last time you got up in the middle of the night, couldn't sleep, and first thing on your mind was, is I'm just going to read my Bible. Amen. I'm just going to try to get in there and get something. Amen. I tell you, a good way to go to sleep is get a CD or turn on YouTube, and I'll put you to sleep just like that. Amen. Doesn't take but just a few minutes, amen. That white noise and that rainstorms, that ain't nothing against preaching there, man. That preaching will put you to sleep. I'm just saying, folks, you want to help the preaching and the preacher and help your church. It ain't, it ain't, listen, it's not just to the preaching and the preacher. It, it's to your church. And it's to you and it's to your home. Man, I tell you, have a good prayer life, amen. Have a good prayer life. Spend some time with the, with the church. Have fellowship. Amen. Stay in the book. Study it a little bit. Meditate on it. Don't, don't, don't just study it and don't just listen to the preaching and when you walk out and say, man, I've been to church. 
ask yourself when you get down here to, at the stop sign before you go out, because you've got to pray right there anyway. If you don't, they're going to kill you when you pull out. So while you're praying, ask the Lord just to keep, you, keep His Word in your heart. Wake up in the morning and just meditate on some things and say, Lord, you know, please, uh, what, what did Brother Johnny preach about? What did Brother Drew teach about? These little kids, what was the teaching about? I mean, ask God to keep that in there. Don't let the devil steal that from you. Because he certainly will. He certainly will. What a thing. You see, it's not all up here. It's not all up here. Y'all can say amen right there. <laughs> it's not. It helps when we're all doing what we're supposed to do. It helps. The Bible says we're like a body. Right? The Bible says each joint supplies the blood, the nourishment. Each joint, every phase of it, every bit of it. And boy, I tell you, if we could be those living stones that God speaks about through Paul, being that living church, that living, uh, that living uh, situation to where God can speak to one and God can help a bunch of other people by speaking to one. I mean, it just should flow. It should flow. Amen. Miss Darlene, if you don't mind, come. And just think about some of these things. Meditate on these things. Get in the book. Study this thing. Ask yourself.